Can We Have It All? Real conversations on navigating your 30s and 40s, leaving the 9 to 5 and being a working mum, inspiring you to take that leap to do what you truly want to. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I am... I'm sat here with like no makeup on. I am fully dressed though, which is, you know, good for working from home. But yeah, it is. The um the like getting my makeup and doing my hair sort of lasted one day. <laughs> yeah. So it, I so it's got me asked at the moment. No. I am putting sun cream on though in the morning. Yes. When I get out on my daily allocated walk, it's been lovely and sunny. Thank fuck for the weather. I know. Like literally, um, yeah, the kids have been playing out in the garden all week. So I am praying that this weather carries on, I'm hoping. Yeah, I hope so too. So how's Benji? He's good. Um, He's just playing with Adam downstairs at the moment. Oh, so for anyone listening, um, Kat's got a puppy. She's got a fur (laughs) baby. Yeah, good timing actually. To really like good timing, keep you busy. And are you tired? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel bad saying that to you. It's okay. I won't. I won't take it personally. There's, is it wrong that there's a small part of me that's like a little bit happy that you've had just an just a tiny bit of experience of lack of sleep, like a drop in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's Adam coping? Um, not as bad, not as good as me. <laughs> Funnily enough, he's had dogs all of his life, so I was kind of like, "You take the lead." Yeah. But he has actually said yes, like a couple of times. I thought it'd be easier than this, <laughs> and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Sorry, I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, I swear. Like, yeah. I was like, "Are you kidding?" Like I have been obviously I've been so excited, but I've also been dreading it because yeah. I've heard how hard it is to train a dog yeah especially beagles apparently are really stubborn and yeah high energy too (laughs) yeah so i can't wait for him to get his jab so we can get out he's so cute (laughs) yeah bless him can you like carry him around well we've got a little garden so we've just been like running up and down in the garden yeah i I guess we could carry him somewhere but yeah, I guess maybe Not that's... Not really supposed to take them where dogs are, so... Yeah, because he's still ickle, isn't he? Maybe, like, in a few weeks, like, you could just, like, carry him on your little, like, stroll so he gets to see the outside world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. If anybody doesn't already follow Cat on Instagram, you need to, because there will undoubtedly be puppy spam. I'm hoping there will be. There's pretty much daily updates yeah. at the moment. I've been watching the stories. <laughs> oh so I guess lots of people listening will know that we know each other and that we're friends but we just to recap and for anybody who doesn't we met what about four years ago is it four years yeah I think it might even be be five now oh god well since the second so it was the second we bog north meetup I think yeah or like one of the one of the very first yeah definitely and um yeah you've been like an amazing part of the we blog north community and from pretty much day one and then we just sort of clicked didn't we oh and yeah. <laughs> and became friends <laughs> and um 
Kat then came and worked with me for a little bit when I was um, coming up to my second maternity leave with Rudy and I knew that I needed help. Um, So Kat came on board because she was A, a friend, but B, like a naturally really good fit for what I was doing with Weeblog North at that time. And um, yeah, we were work wives for two years. Yeah. Which was amazing. And then, so Kat just... Actually, do you know what? Before I get into it, I wanted to play just a really little game, like a little quick okay. game. <laughs> I think I know. Is it the game no, that it's, other people have played or is it new? No, no. I've updated it for season two, babes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mainly because I'd say to people, oh, do you know what this or that is? And they'd go, yeah. And then they'd be like, no. So this is... Well, <laughs> I do. This is kind of a topical um, game called... I haven't got a name for it, but it's... Five things you wish you stockpiled before going into self-isolation. So now now we're like over a week into it. I'm thinking every day the times that I stood there staring at Easter eggs and thought, nah, don't need them yet. Wishing Mm. I stockpiled. So what's your uh, five things? Yeah, I think chocolate. I've definitely had a few panic moments worrying about running out of chocolate yeah um before like my weekly essentials shop (laughs) where i can pick up yeah Um, mascara oh yeah mascara is like you know when it's in the last like you have to really yeah to get the last legs out it's so dry yeah my lashes luckily i'm not even bothering wearing any makeup because if i was like it's just not even it's not worth it's just so so dried out um and i've still not got a new one oh got it um uh clet like i'm a big skincare person yeah and i realized the other day i have like this much left of my face cleanser <gasps> and i remember panicking first world problems thinking if we go into you know like super strict lockdown like in china where you essentially get like a box of stuff outside your room every week yeah. like you just get allocated your own food Rations. for the week yeah I was like if they're like only essentials and it's a bar of soap I was like I cannot I cannot wash my face <laughs> with a bar of soap so that was right. my little privileged first world moment yeah um what else how did I, did I get a five no I think you've got four you've got to come up with one more one more um this is really TMI go on but, Condoms. Do you know what? When I said one more in my head, I was like, she's going to say condoms. And if she's not going to say it, she'll be thinking it. We ran out before lockdown and then I ordered them off Hanks. Yeah. Which, I, yeah. by the way, shout out to Hanks, amazing yeah. condoms. Um, and luckily they were, they were like, yeah, we're still delivering. We want everyone to be safe in isolation <laughs> and all this stuff. And then they went on lockdown. So I don't know whether they're, I'm yeah. assuming they're still shooting them out because it's like a health product. So babe, like you've got a fur baby. You don't need a real one as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that being said, there won't be much time for using them anyway. <laughs> Kiwi sister-in-laws like in lockdown with us and um we were all stood like looking for soap which I'm doing with like inverted commas and I could and I could see that he was like staring at like the packet of condoms but it hadn't like the moment hadn't clicked and his sister-in-law was there so we were like oh should we get some peppermint tea and I was trying to like walk her down the aisle so he could like merrily get his packet of condoms sorry guys to tmi as well but yeah let's face it 
I'm seeing more of him than ever and I think we'll all be too sick of each other to even give it a go yeah (laughs) (laughs) and knackered after and knackered homeschooling all day god let's not even go there to any parents out there who are homeschooling again said in inverted commas like I just I'm with you it's not easy but um yeah okay so Kat for the world who don't know who you are can you just give us a bit of an intro and just explain what you do um what your job is yeah so my name's Kat Kat Horrocks I am a women's life and career coach based in Manchester so I offer one-to-one and group coaching my work focuses around empowering women to put themselves first and achieve their goals so a lot of the work that I cover with clients is surrounding self-care their career or business um their kind of personal growth and self-help their mindset um and their confidence and other kind of hurdles that women in particular really struggle with so I talk a lot about people pleasing um yeah people pleasing guilt struggling to make time for yourself so uh, yeah I do one-on-one and group work and I also have my weekly podcast as well yeah which Holly has been a guest on and she needs to come on again for an updated one but that is called put yourself first and that's um kind of like a passion project slash kind of free resources and tips for my community as well yeah it's amazing guys obviously like wait till you finish listening to this one but go and um go and listen to put yourself first because yeah it's one of it's obviously this is not just because I'm biased but it's one of my favorite podcasts because you just have amazing guests as well it's not even just the bits that you do that are really helpful and you give some really great like nuggets of just inspiration and motivation and stuff but your guests are really really interesting and there's people that I wouldn't have ever thought I would know who they were or know how to find them I definitely would say go and have a listen because you've got an amazing array of guests and you've been doing it for what two years now a bit more yeah, yeah yeah two years well two years in January so just over amazing so yeah go go subscribe to that one peeps because um yeah especially now more than ever I think it's a it's a goodie to kind of binge listen to is that a thing binge listen yeah it must be yeah yeah definitely podcast yeah absolutely binge, binge listen cool so with this kind of podcast being about the reality of our situation so the reality of working for yourself or maybe leaving a nine-to-five all these various different things that we're doing um it would just be really good to kind of understand your journey so the steps you've taken to get to where you are today you know did you from from school say what happened then Mm, yeah so I was I've always been throughout primary school high school college a-levels really academic um and a real kind of goody two shoes I was very much on that trajectory of like work you know study like be really good at school get good grades go to uni get a job um and I was in my second year of college so I was doing my a-levels and I was like fully um had a mat in the UK 
if anyone is outside of the UK. I had my UCAS application, which is just like applying for all your different unis. Um, I had like an accepted offer from a uni nearby and I just like (laughs) had developed this obsession slash you know hobby passion for um makeup and it was kind of like the beginning boom of beauty blogging and beauty videos on YouTube if anyone remembers watching like makeup tutorials and stuff when they were younger um and so I just became obsessed with with this like outlet creative outlet that I'd never really had before outside of school and outside of like reading and writing and the kind of typical things yeah um and I would just like spend every waking moment outside of college what like either watching people talk about makeup (laughs) or reading other people's blogs writing my own like playing with makeup taking loads of pictures from my blog like back in the day I'm sure you'll remember (laughs) you used to just write a blog post about anything you'd be like hi here's a new mascara and that would be the blog yeah that'd be it (laughs) but I'd literally get home from college straight on my computer like straight up to my room straight on my computer and I just loved it and so I discovered this video one day of this woman basically discussing like her career as a makeup artist and how she got into it where she trained and I don't think it clicked until I watched that video that you could do it as a job yeah um and it was a real like light bulb moment for me where I realized oh my god like I can do this as a job and make money from it and like I'm obsessed with it and I really want to do it yeah and maybe I don't want to go to uni and so that was a really tough decision at the time because everyone as most people know especially if you've been an academic kid um there's a lot of weight and like pressure on you know like I said going to uni getting a good corporate office nine to five job and my you know it was a really tough time because my parents were just like what are you doing <laughs> you're never going to earn any money especially <laughs> not going to be successful with like yeah. blogging as well like people it wasn't a thing like to tie that into you know you being a makeup artist it wasn't like you know a commercial entity in itself either was it so I can imagine like parents just being like well, what the hell yeah exactly um and it was obviously a complete 180 from what I had originally intended to do. Yeah. Because I never even knew that, I never even had thought about being self-employed or working for yourself because nobody in my family has ever run a business mm. or been self-employed or even like been a freelancer. So I didn't have anyone around me to like look to and I obviously didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. And so that was particularly hard because I was, like, just going, doing it on my own and, like, carving my own path. I didn't have anyone to turn to or anyone to, like, look up to in my life. And obviously, because there was that lack of understanding, like you say, um, that made it really difficult. But something that I often talk about is learning to trust your gut and, like, follow that gut instinct. Yeah. And once I discovered that you could work for yourself and you could kind of build your own life and business and can't like be in control of who you work with and how often you work and all these things what you do for work 
I just couldn't go back. And even though it's, you know, probably the hardest thing I've ever done is build a business. Um, I think it's so important to trust your gut. And, like, I just remember that light bulb moment, like I said, that moment where there was no turning back and I knew, like, I had to go it alone. Yeah. So I started out as I trained to be a makeup artist. Like, luckily, my mum and dad came around in the end. Yeah. Um, they supported me to do my training. Um, and I did that for about four years. Like, I still do it occasionally. Obviously not at the moment for obvious reasons. Yeah. But I still do it occasionally with, like, regular clients or friends. But I did it kind of full-time um, for about four years for the first, like, two Two, two years or so I was working part-time mm-hmm. in retail um just to say that because I think like you say you see where someone is and you don't realize every single step that it took yeah. so I don't want anyone to think I ju- just, just started landed. to be a makeup artist and yeah. just started earning money like no I earned no money for two years <laughs> so you were working retail to kind of bread and butter and then just putting yourself out there as a makeup artist what in your local community and just relying on word of mouth yeah so I was mainly uh, I mainly found our clients found me on Facebook yeah um that kind of thing so yeah I built that up and my kind of focus in that business my first business was bridal makeup so that was my main passion and area and I just I just loved it I found it so rewarding to work with brides um it just fit better like time-wise it was just so much better in every way to work with a bride on her big day yeah um and so so rewarding so that was a huge focus and four years in I realized that I couldn't do it forever as much as I love weddings I knew that the kind of structure of the wedding industry, as you'll know, yeah, it's not really a life. No, it's <laughs> like tough. it is. It becomes your life. Like it becomes your whole life because you don't have anything outside of work because you can't plan anything at the weekends. Yeah, you have to say no to a lot of stuff. Um, it becomes really difficult to like spend quality time with people because most people work Monday to Friday and so whilst I enjoyed it I kind of knew logistically that it wouldn't work I remember turning around one day and thinking I don't want to be a makeup artist when I'm 40 yeah yeah and that was my thing I was like in you know 20 30 40 years do I still want to be doing this and the answer was no yeah and so for some people that's okay but again for me I had that gut instinct where I was just like well if it's not right like I need to I need to find something else and kind of move on from it um again I think that's really important to say because I don't see that as a failure no absolutely I think it's so important and you've said it a couple of times like that gut instinct I think we all know when we feel it and we get it and you've just sort of you've got to you've got to trust it because there's something and whatever you kind of believe or whatever there's something in you that's telling you kind of when something doesn't feel right and I think like you said it doesn't mean failure and actually my view is that all of those things make you a more successful businesswoman entrepreneur 
you know, because you need to have experienced certain things, lived them, learned from them. And kind of knowing what you want to do is almost as powerful as knowing what you want, what you don't want to do, sorry, is almost as powerful as knowing what you want to do, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Part of the journey. Yeah, I, I talk about that a lot because I think people stress over the perfect career or the perfect business or the perfect whatever. Yeah. And you can only really find what that is by doing things. Absolutely. And so, like you say, if you do something and you don't like it, the worst thing that you, is going to happen is you don't do it anymore and you find something else. Absolutely. You just tick that off because I know I never, 10 years ago, would have thought I'd be doing this. I didn't want to. I didn't know what I would be doing. And, you know, I sometimes think you can, you know, over worry and over plan a career again in like inverted commas because everybody's trained to think that they need to have a certain like trajectory and a certain path but actually there's nothing wrong with just trying some things out and just kind of experimenting with things yeah absolutely what fits okay so from there how then did you go from that kind of okay I don't want to do this but I want to do this and how did you phase that kind of transition yeah so like I said I didn't I didn't fully know what I wanted to do I just knew that throughout this whole time I'd continue to be um passionate about content online sharing my own content on my blog on YouTube on Instagram and I'd also kind of transitioned to sharing more quote-unquote lifestyle and kind of health and wellness content Mm -hmm. and I've always been really into like self-help and personal growth and so I started talking about that a little bit more like amongst the kind of skincare and makeup chat and people really loved it so I'd already started that in the background um and I knew that I still wanted to work for myself I wanted to do something that I I was confident I could do long term um and I knew that I wanted it to be online yeah (laughs) and so I was just like I don't know what to do but I just know that I want an online business that I really enjoy and so I hired a business coach um Jen Carrington if anyone wants to go check her out she's amazing um she really helped me well for anyone who doesn't know what coaching is and what a coach is essentially a coach like holds space for you to explore like dive deep dive into your thoughts and feelings answer questions um and in this case of course I was kind of exploring options for what business I could create how I could change how I could offer stuff online and so she really helped me um, discover my, I think the biggest thing for me was discovering like my values, what I wanted a business to look like, mm. um, what my kind of passions, strengths and weaknesses were, um, exploring the parts of my current business, so doing makeup, exploring the parts that I really loved and like you say, exploring the parts that I didn't want to do. Yeah. So... I realised that the main reason I love doing bridal makeup is it's so rewarding to work one-to-one with a bride. It's more of like a 
a long-term relationship um it's very it's very intimate like I've always been very connected to women like I've always been a girl's girl um and it was like it was more than just the makeup it was the it was like I said about coaching it was like holding space for them yeah to feel their best and to feel you know feel a moment of calm on the wedding morning or feel like their most beautiful self or you know whatever but just sharing that like positive experience with another woman was the main thing that I loved yeah it wasn't about like it could have been anything it could have been any other service yeah it was more about that one-on-one connection and so when I realized that I think I knew that I wanted to connect with women on a deeper level of course talking about self-care on the surface level which is also you know really important and great like we all want to look nice and dress nice and have nice makeup but also deep diving into the inner stuff and without getting really cheesy like the inner confidence the inner beauty the inner all that kind of stuff so I kind of blended the two together yeah (laughs) and then discovered coaching and like one-to-one coaching so when I landed on that um it just felt like a really good fit so from there I worked with my coach who really like she mentored me for like six months um I worked for again I worked for free and earned no money from it for about eight to twelve months so I just like coached as many freaking people as I could (laughs) um I kind of handpicked women who I knew were already in my community and I had a connection with and I helped them like get a new like really great job um helps them be more confident in themselves take more time for health and fitness and slowly I kind of discovered the areas of what coaching women that I was really passionate about so yeah yeah. amazing so once you kind of knew you had this direction you were working with this coach yourself and you were starting to kind of pull together an idea and obviously I guess you were learning all the time and kind of delving into this new kind of vibe of wanting to work with women and what how you could possibly do that so then how did it go from that to becoming a business yeah so like I said I worked for free again so I really wanted to be confident with the service I was providing and in the beginning I didn't feel comfortable charging when I wasn't confident like I wanted to be confident that I could get results um and so I chose to work with clients for free for eight to 12 months to get experience I obviously read a ton on coaching on more self-help and I continue like to this day to be my own kind of guinea pig and continue developing like mindset tools and other stuff so I was kind of developing and building up my toolbox, um, getting experience for free and testimonials for free, and just kind of transitioned. Particular, I think a big part of it for me was my online content. So that transitioned from, you know, what it was, which was essentially beauty blogging with a sprinkling of like well-being and self-help, yeah. um, to kind of that being 
a big focus. So it was very gradual but intentional. Yeah. I kind of knew I knew where I wanted to go with it. Um and that yeah, the online content was a, the main part of it for me in terms of getting those like initial clients like when you get your first client you're just like yes yeah, someone actually wants to pay me for this this is amazing um and I think so that's... yeah a big part of that was building that community online building relationships with people consistently showing up being really intentional with the content that I shared um and of course starting the podcast so the podcast was a new platform for me and that kind of was in line with my coaching business starting to grow and I knew that that was a platform that I really wanted to create because as you'll know if you're listening to this um podcasts are a really great way to kind of deep dive into topics and with coaching and what I do that's like perfect for community to get that free free resources and kind of get a taste of what it would be like to work with me yeah and I feel like you said earlier you like that kind of intimacy I think I feel like podcasting is one of the most intimate kind of platforms in that respect like you definitely feel well a like physically it's intimate because there's something about it going into your ears like it's like part of you know you as you're listening but also I feel like it's really intimate with getting to know the person that's hosting the podcast you know particularly on, on the vibe of your podcast um and I think naturally that's a really good fit. But I just really love like a couple of things you said there that I just wanted to like pull up, pull out for people listening is one, you talked about working for free and, you know, there was quite a, a journey of that and it was very intentional for you. And I think a lot of people, when they're thinking about working for themselves, they get freaked out about money or they, you know, presume, they look around and presume that everybody is working and earning a shit ton and that they're the only ones not. And actually, most people start their journey and probably most sensible people start their journey kind of working for free and finding their feet and testing the waters so that, like you said, you build that confidence as well, because not everybody is just suddenly click, I'm a lifestyle coach great come book me you know you need to build up that inner confidence as well don't you yeah absolutely and you've kind of got to um eat shit for a while yeah 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 (laughs) that's like the Gary Vaynerchuk in me coming out but if anyone doesn't know Gary Vaynerchuk is like a social media marketing god um and he's very like vulgar and very kind of straightforward like it is true in business like when you're building a business you have got to eat shit as in you have got to like for a while for for, to put it into context when we did our first appointment with my mortgage advisor he looked at my book so my tax return and he looked at one year which was when I was mainly doing weddings and makeup and then he looked at the year after and it was literally a nosedive in front yeah. of me. And he was just like, I don't think you're going to get a mortgage. So that's like the reality and the sacrifice that goes into yeah. either pivoting or starting a new business. For that year, I'm so grateful. Like, I'm so privileged and grateful to have been able to do that because I was still living with my parents at the time and we were saving for our house. Yeah. Um, but you but- were really intentional with that too like you I remember when we were like becoming friends and you were so good with 
this is my journey like this is what I want in a year's time two years time and at that point part of that journey was having a house wasn't it and a mortgage so you were like saving any bit of money you did make you were making decisions to not go to certain things saying no to certain things and I think having that discipline is really hard and I think that's a big part of it as well you know you do when you start out if you want to get somewhere you have to be really intentional with how you want to save your money as well as earn it I think yeah yeah definitely but something else so the second point that you talked about that I think is really worth pulling out here for people because I think it's hugely important is consistency and you are probably definitely in like the top people that I know that are just bang on it with consistency like from the day you started your podcast you're like I'm going to release it this time every week like no excuses blah 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 blah. and you did it and with your social media and with your branding like every step of your business you have been and I keep saying it again intentional um but consistent and I think that really pays off in the long run and I talked to so many people especially in like the blogging industry as well, but particularly, you know, any sort of entrepreneur that it's a long game. Like it's very rare that people get rich quick or that people make six figures overnight or all these things you might get promised or see or think that people are doing. There's like this whole period of years sometimes that you've just got to be consistent and keep showing up and keep putting that content out there, particularly online. And it's a long game, isn't it? absolutely and with every business it's every business is relationship focused because whether you're selling someone a product or a service it's about building that relationship with your client or your customer um but particularly with what I do and I know what you do like people really need to trust you and so showing up consistently um has been the only thing that has kind of moved that woman from stranger to really trusting me and trusting and being confident that I can help her with a really specific thing yeah and so yeah it's been huge for me like showing up online consistently amazing not sexy but it works well and it's not it's not the thing that pays your bills is it you know sitting on insta stories or scheduling an instagram post every day or recording a podcast like that's not the stuff necessarily that's gonna make your money like immediately but it's it's like any other walk of life where you have a marketing strategy or a kind of growth plan or a business plan like that is the modern way of kind of growing your own marketing strategy your own presence your own brand and I think a lot of people kind of underestimate that and they think oh yeah I can you know take a few nice pictures on Instagram show up once a week whatever but people don't there's too much out there now like people need more than that and they need that connection I believe um to kind of buy into you especially if you are your business if you are your own brand people want to kind of get to know you and buy into you and the only way they can do that is by you showing up kind of every day basically yeah absolutely and some people who've hired me or worked with me uh, like I've never seen their name come up before so they've never like you know they've never commented on anything they've never direct messaged me they've never commented on my Instagram post or they've never like directly 
um, communicated with me online, yet they've been following me for years and they'll tell me like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast for six months or I've been watching you on, someone was like my first client, I think. She was like, yeah, I've been watching you on YouTube for like two years. Amazing. And so don't underestimate the silent people as well. Because there are, like you say, Holly, even though in the immediate you're not getting a sale from that, there are so many silent viewers and silent members of your community and they're watching and listening and consuming and getting value. Absolutely, and that's it. And that's where the long game comes into play because, you know, somewhere further down the line, they will be your retained client or your big buy or, what you know, whatever it is. So I think that's really important. Amazing. I feel like, well, A, time is flying and we could talk, like, for ages and I definitely think I need you back on here. But... To summarise for this week and like to finish off, so what is Cat Horrocks doing now and what's kind of your next thing and how can we find you or how can we be coached by you? Tell us. Yeah, so when is this going live? Monday. Amazing. So if you're listening to this on the day it goes out, this is the last day you can join my April group coaching programme so that the doors close to that on tuesday the 31st of march so correct me myself you've got 48 hours from the day this goes up so midnight on tuesday the 31st um doors will close so that's my april group coaching program which is called passion and purpose and that is a 12-week program focusing on mindset so the first group coaching program i ran from january to march that was focused on 2020 goals and new year goal setting and getting really consistent with that this next group we are going to do a session on goal setting but we're also going to deep dive onto like some of the issues that I shared in the beginning that come up time and time again and are more like the obstacles getting in the way from you taking action and living the amazing life that you deserve so people-pleasing, perfectionism, negative self-talk. We're just going to cover so much. Um, There's fortnightly live sessions in our private Facebook group. So you're in a private community of like-minded women. The numbers are capped. Like, it's a very small, intimate group. And in the January to March one, like, everyone's been chatting. Holly's in there, so Holly will say, everyone's been chatting, asking questions, getting advice. Like, it's just been such an amazing experience because you get that kind of hive mind sisterhood feel and that is what I love about group coaching because it's that extra level of accountability so you're not only getting accountability from me but you're also getting accountability from the group by putting out there you know what you're working on yourself whether it's your personal goals professional goals so yeah Um, if you would like sorry go no I was just going to cut in and say as somebody who has been in that first kind of 12 weeks it is a really um approachable way of getting into coaching if it's something that you've kind of want to do but you're not quite sure or you're maybe not sure about making that investment to have like one-on-one coaching I feel like the group coaching is a really kind of approachable way of of still getting that really like you say intimate kind of feedback and help but in a less um I don't know like daunting environment for some people and I think yeah it's a small group so you still really benefit from it but if you're unsure I think it's a really great way to kind of 
dip your toe into that kind of coaching experience because yeah you get so much out of it and also I will put the link in the show notes um so Kat you send me what I need to do <laughs> and I cool. will point them your way because it's it's 100% I think now more than ever as well it's such a nice thing to have that support that focus and that renewed kind of vigor with your mindset as well which Kat can definitely give you thank you so much that's so sweet yeah I'll send you the link um or like anyone listening can head to my Instagram as well if I can do a cheeky shout out absolutely yeah this is business babes get it out there (laughs) so my Instagram is at cat underscore horror so whether you're listening to this when it goes live and you want to join the group my link the link for that will also be in my bio or the show notes um if you're listening after the 31st and you're either interested to learn about the next one or you want to learn about one-to-one coaching then just dm me and we can chat or you just head to cathorrocks.com for everything (laughs) fab and now just to tie up really quick fire um is do you have two or three tips that right now in the midst of this crazy situation that we're in where we're all on lockdown and we're all a little bit maybe anxious and a bit worrying you know and apprehensive have you got three little things little tips to help keep us in the right mindset during this kind of in crazy time um number one as much as you can whilst we can in in the case in the uk i think get outside mm-hmm. it really does boost your mood and we'll, we'll know we know working from home even when you're allowed outside and you just don't get the chance that day or you just get caught up with stuff at home like just being indoors all day yeah is not good yeah um is not good like you're a human being you're made to like be in the sunshine and be outside um so if if it's safe for you to do so try and get outside even if it's literally like stood at the window in the sun i think it's just such a mood booster um second thing try not to get obsessed like try not to obsessively check um social media news like I found myself at first really leaning on that more because I wasn't allowed out to interact with people I was like clutching my phone everywhere I went in the house um and whilst it can be great and there's so much really great positive content out there helping people in this time um it also is it also gets really overwhelming and builds up and is just like you just don't need to be on your phone all day <laughs> so trying to manage that or at least be really strict with what you're consuming so only the positive stuff like you don't need to be checking the news every hour on the hour like you can check with the major updates in the morning and the evening but outside of that like you just it's not worth it for your mental health because yeah. it it does start having an impact so managing your time like looking at the news is just a good one for life in general yeah but especially during this time and the third one I would say for mindset and staying positive is not neglecting your self-care and like your non-negotiables so again everyone's out of routine and I think 
when you're out of routine and there's uncertainty it's really easy to just be like an unsupervised child you know like you (laughs) said the other day it's like that in between Christmas and New Year yeah where no man's land (laughs) exactly during that time you don't have a routine you don't have to like you might be work you not you might not have to work you might be able you know you might be at home just like grabbing food <laughs> 10 times a day from the car yeah <laughs> and all me. that stuff and i'm not saying like beat yourself up if you've done that that's fine and understandable because everyone is stressed but just like ne- whenever i'm stressed whenever i'm having a negative mindset i'm always checking in with like my basics because nine times out of ten something has fallen off whether it's like getting outside whether it's getting a good night's sleep or going to bed not ridiculously late whether it's looking at the news too much whether it's not getting any form of exercise eating loads of crappy food and not any veg all the all the really boring like basic stuff yeah but I think in times of uncertainty and stress, even though we're adults, we still have that mindset of a toddler, like we thrive in a routine. And I think at the moment, because we're out of routine, we're just kind of running around screaming like with our <laughs> pants down like a toddler would. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you just let them. And, and I actually have two like, of those doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to be like, come on, darling, come on, we're going to sit down now and we're going to have a lovely salad for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's a bit of quiet time for half an hour exactly. before we do your next activity. Instead of instead of another Netflix episode, maybe let's read a book or let's have a bath or do a workout. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's like basics, basic self care. Amazing. I think that's yeah. I think that's so true. And one thing that I put in a blog post recently, which was you know this goes for anybody who already works from home, but for lots of people who aren't used to it and are and are having to now, it's like not treating every evening like it's Friday night because it gets really easy to think, oh yeah, I'll crack open that bottle of wine tonight, but you've still got to get up and show up the next day and hangovers still make you feel shit when you work from home and you know it can really throw you off and I think that's something it's like that you know between Christmas and New Year period where you're like but it's in the cupboard it's in the fridge we've stockpiled it we've got to eat that now and we've got to drink and it's actually like no Mm. still be normal it's just we're being normal it under kind of unusual circumstances isn't it exactly and I think subconsciously people are leaning on comforts like that more But ju- like you say, just just watch, just watch it. Yeah. Just keep an eye on it because yeah. I I found that with booze, like I'm not drinking at all at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Because it can quickly become like a stress relieving thing, I and then it, yeah, it's actually make can make you feel more anxious. And, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry to be really a boring mom. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. She's got a fur baby now. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, thank you so much, Cat. Like. As always, I love talking to you. Really, sort of like picked up my afternoon. It's been a very long week with the kids this week, and so I'm feeling really good. I hope anyone who's listening now is feeling more positive and also, you know, can relate to maybe the reality of Kat's journey. Um, yeah, I'll put everything we've talked about in the show notes, and definitely gonna have to have you back soon, Kat. Would love it. 
So there we have it, Cat Horrocks, everyone. Isn't she fantastic? Um, so just a little reminder that I'm going to be starting my kind of weekly competition soon. So anybody who subscribes and leaves me a review, hopefully five-star review, um, will be eligible to win a coaching session with me and that's coaching in kind of leaving the nine to five working for yourself or maybe um some comments on your blog or instagram um and yeah it just it means the world to me if you can share like rate review um this podcast because it's the only way that i can make sure it's seen by more amazing people like yourselves so have a fantastic week and stay healthy everyone